You are listening to the FNQ Originals podcast with Baz and Devsky. FNQ Originals starts in three, two, one, go. You are listening to FNQ Originals here on Ken's FM 89.1 with Baz and Devsky. Welcome to FNQ Originals. No, it's a bright and sunny day here in Cairns, Queensland. Welcome to FNQ Originals. I'm Joel Devsky Devereaux. Welcome to the show. It was a race for time. It was like I was a V8 supercar driver getting here. We were just at the passports early doing the judging. And uh, we had to quickly race here, but pretty amazing. We got we got Dylan Pizzardi in the studio. How you going, Dylan? There yeah, he is. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Going on, man? Did you enjoy yourself today? Yeah, yeah, I had a very good time listening to some really good bands and that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Dylan has got um, his show, the 270 show, which is our brand new youth program that's coming on the studio soon, and um, it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, it's going to be on 11 o'clock Saturdays, I'm pretty sure, but you're raring up to get that done, aren't you? Yeah, man, I'm keen. And um, we don't have the magic man in the studio tonight, but guess who we do have? We have the man, MC Pirate. Hey. What up? You can call me Baz 2.0. Whatever. There he is. Baz 2.0. MC Pirate's in the house. Let's get some, some more air horns. Yeah, that's it. Yes, indeed. How are you, my brother? Good, man. Good to be back. We had so much fun on the show last time. So it was pretty wild. Oh, man. I'm, I'm keen. I'm keen. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an interesting night tonight. We've got uh, a bunch of music. Um... We won't even give Baz a ring. We'll see how we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he hasn't answered any of my texts. So I'm wondering whether he might be busy because he went down for a wedding. Right. Um, so he went down for his cousin's wedding because he they could he went and saw our other best friend who's um, – he sent me a bunch of footage today of them doing their – they've got a uh, symphonic metal band. Right. Yeah. Cool. So all those, all those boys are all very metal-based. Um, nice. I was. Um, not so much anymore, but – um, he was sending me footage of them doing their practice because they they must be practicing for a show or something like that. So that was pretty cool that they managed to organize that while he was down there. So that, yeah. So what's going on, Pete? What's been going on, man? Not a lot, man. A lot of work and um, trying to squeeze in time to do music as well. So uh, now you, you did know. confide in me um, uh, when we I saw you the other day when you came down to see Viv because Viv is obviously in the passport early next week. She is. That you feel like maybe the um, the day to day grind is maybe. interfering with your creative process right now is is that could you say that I think I could to a certain extent I mean I haven't been writing a lot lately but having said that I went through a period um last year where I did so much writing normally I know a song back to front by the time I finish writing it because of my writing process but I have at least I don't know 15 to 20 new tracks fully finished Mm. that I'm constantly going back through like wait what was that line again how did it start (laughs) again you know so um yeah I I definitely need to uh get get more balance happening so I can put more time into practice and rehearsing so I can hit that recording studio and lay down some new stuff and and so that's something you're definitely feeling coming pretty soon oh yeah I've been feeling very inspired lately especially seeing Viv doing you know the passport to Ellie she did the Pullman International uh, a couple weeks ago and it was fantastic I forgot she did that 
Yeah, yeah it was really good. It was, it's a great event. It was for the um, women in business. And, uh, um, yeah, and it no, was a masquerade ball, you know, like yeah, yeah. Who, who doesn't love a good excuse to put on a mask <laughs> and some nice threads and do the yeah. two-step. <laughs> well, I did play your track uh, Soul Remedy mm. um, for dealing the car on the way yeah, over here so you can get yeah, a bit yeah. of a vibe for it. Yeah, I really liked it. It was really good, yeah. No, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. So Dill got to meet. So he's in the process of what you would call getting initiated. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So today was interesting for him because um, I took him to Passport Daily mm. and he got to get, if you check on our socials on FNQ Originals on Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. I dumped a bunch of photos. So I got him, nice. he got arm fighters with Manuka Band and Talitha J. Yeah. Um, a young band I have to mention, uh, the Juliets. The Juliets. I saw their promotional video thing that they I did. That they did. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I haven't heard them before. How did they go? I thought they did pretty well. Mm. Yeah, um, they, they were good for. They like, were actually yeah. they were up there in my my um, judging for a while. Oh, nice, nice. But in the end, there's some heavy hitters towards the end there. <laughs> uh, so, um, but uh, I really like it. Uh, they came on. They had a like good image. They came on and mm. very um, dressed up, and yeah. um, they played their first song, and it was um, you could tell they were a little nervous, but they kind of ran out of material because they were they were studying here at the um, uh, doing music here at TAFE, so they kind of met here and um, they sort of ran out, but, but they played their lead single again, mm. like and that was a lot lot better. So they sort of. Yeah, so you like that kind of up and coming thing where you feel like they're That's they're cool. vibing and stuff. So. You know, it's funny too because recently I was listening to something and um, it was in regards to music and li- and doing like a live performance and it was basically saying uh, if you've got. Um, you know, your bomb song, your really good song, that that's the one you should start with to hook everyone in. But I feel like you should start with the song that I think warms you up and you're comfortable with and you know, like back to front to get you in the mm. zone. That That's just me. Everyone's got their own way. And I can see from their point of view where, yeah, if you can hook people in straight from the jump, you know, they're probably going to stay in love with you throughout the whole set. Yeah. I, th- I think people should be wary of this when they're, when they're writing their songs that they should be writing them for shows. Yeah. Um, uh, we've had a conversation before about people used to write for albums. People should write for shows mm. and write for the way that people listen to music on Spotify. So if you're like writing songs that you know that that um, in the band that I was in before I came up here, we had um, a certain songs that we knew that we could start with, but they weren't the crankers. Mm. Um, so they're kind of that three quarters. We can kind of say, well, that'd be a good opener because it's still up there. But you're not so. I probably agree with you. It's probably not the best to play the best song straight up. Yeah, know? and it's funny too. Like, um, you know, I heard you talking to Baz. I think last week or the week before. I know it's something that gets brought up occasionally in regards to writing for Spotify and the pl- yeah. platforms and whatnot, and sort of doing a shorter one. And because I did for my first album a 12 track LP. Um, and it had a lot in there, but I noticed that the singles got a lot more attention. Yeah. And that's sort of where I'm at now. Like I said, I've got a bunch of projects ready to go. And for a long time, I thought, wow, this would make a really good, big, fat album. And I thought, no, you know, it's also a way that I can keep delivering music on a regular basis. See, you know? Okay, so that's it. And we'll get more back into that later because mm. we should get some mm. tunes going. Otherwise, Definitely. we'll talk each other out. It happens, yeah. Um, but we're going to talk about a, a, a few different plethora of things, yes. including Dill's new show. And, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but this is Fernie Fairway, uh, band out of Sunshine Coast, and this is their song, Chalk. You're listening to FNQ Originals. Welcome to Sunday Night. We'll be back shortly with MC Pirate and Dylan Pizzardi, the 270 show. Yeah. You are listening to FNQ Originals.
You are listening to FNQ Originals. Cobra. I feel so lost in life. I feel I lost the fight. Way early just right. But just an oversight. What will I think tonight? Might see a light so bright shine through the light and hold me tight. Another hopeless night. Time to focus my new prime time A life of fine rhymes Yeah, right down to the fine line Help to define this divine design of mine Combined with soul and spine Lifeline to my mind Now I find that lately I've been on decline From my grind I try to find a time But I feel so occupied With these souls that hold me down Hold me down, suffer till I drown Never found why I need a mellow wow, hey I feel so lost in life Feel I lost the fight, way early just right But just an oversight, what will I think tonight? Might see a light so bright shine through the light And hold me tight, another hopeless night I feel so lost in life, I feel I lost the fight Way early just right, but just an oversight What will I think tonight? Might see a light so bright shine through the light And hold me tight, another hopeless night Stop for a second now, absorb the sound Look at the creation you've allowed Pass to the crowd before the day you've passed the star And walking out, hear what they're talking about Before you're passing on your doubt When in the darkness you still found your conscious Now you vowed to conquer the monster that haunts us Now you scream it loud As the savior should be flaunting the crowd Yeah, flaunting it loud, taunting the proud Dusty sheep who were crawling the town, Hey. It's crazy walking through life day by day Playing the same old tune just as they say All work no play makes a dull boy go crazy Black sheep insanely so nothing can save me I feel so lost in life I feel I lost the fight Way early just right But just an oversight What will I think tonight? Might see a light so bright shine Through the light and hold me tight Another hopeless night I feel so lost in life Feel I lost the fight, way early just right But just an oversight, what will I think tonight? Might see a light so bright shine through the light And hold me tight, another hopeless night It's crazy walking through life day by day Playing the same old tune just as they say All work, no play, makes a dull boy go crazy Black sheep insanely so nothing can save me FNQ Originals
then you think, hang on, it's finished. Because yeah. you think that she's going into another breakdown. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Layla, anything to feel anything to feel anything at all. Oh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know when the song was going to end. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was... Um, I I was taken back by that song. And, and you were saying that this is this is their first single. It's her first single, yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. So I um yeah, I've played that ashamedly three times this week. And it's made mm. it into the um if you guys haven't seen that Cairns, uh Cairns FM has a brand new website. Mm, I have I, seen that. And I've chucked up the North Queensland top ten. Yes. And songs have changed. Really? Your song, uh, uh, your song, Soul Wimmered, is actually at the top of the moment. If I, I right, think. I, you know, I did. I looked at it the other day. It was at number one, uh, which I was blown away for. I'm gonna have a look because we actually have been. I, I did do because um, that other... that one was at number one, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So which I, is so impressive for a first single. I know. <laughs> so at the moment, we've got yeah. We, so we've got Soul Remedy. So that's yours. So you're number one at the moment. Oh, cool. Then we've got that track, Anything to Feel Anything. Then mm. we've got Overthinker by Georgia X Burns. Nice. Uh, Border Lonely by Julie Ocean, which is now number four because right. before that was Greta Stanley. So we've had some people vote on that ah, too. Okay, okay. Um, Greta Stanley. And then what have we got? Take My Heart, Dizzy Days, Lost With Me, Amber McIntosh is number six. Mm. Um, and then Sam Stronger Now, Take You Home, The Dandies, and Home Sweet Holiday. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it into a top 20 during the week. Yeah. Because um, we've we've got some other songs like Tulith J and a few others that probably need to get mm. some love and that sort of thing. Mm. So, um, but it's been good. I've been watching it sort of jump back and forth, which is pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, so. that's cool. But we have um, everyone in the studio. Yeah, no magic man. <laughs> we now, love you, Baz. <laughs> he'll be back next. Oh no, he won't be back next week. Right, because me and him will both be judging at um, Passport Daily next week, and it doesn't yes. finish till eight. Oh, nice. So I might just chuck up a, um, a pre-recorded show next week. That is going to be one heck of a show. Now, mm. I know you're not going to be biased because obviously... <laughs> yes, I am. If you, if you know MC Pirate, <laughs> if you know MC Pirate, he's um, actually married to Viv, Vivian NC. She's in. Of course, we got Abby Murr. Abby Murr's in. Mm. I went and saw her... Um, did you go uh, the evening of Abby evening. Murr? Yeah, I did. I went there. And um, one thing that really stands out for me about Abby is the fact that she's 18 and her songwriting ability. We t she gave us a CD to take home and I listened to it and there were tracks in there that I was like, how can someone that young write such profound substance? Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, as a yeah. songwriter, like I it's look, and I'll be straight up. It's not my usual genre. There's certain genres I listen to more than other ones, but I can still, I feel like I can still recognize high quality in these other genres. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, what she's writing is a very top tier level for what she's doing at the age she's doing it. And I think, you know, a few years from now, like with more practice uh, on stage and stuff like that, I think she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm. Um, I'm glad that people did end up on the show because um, obviously Tim Edwards, yes. um, he, um, you know, he came to me, I think it was a couple of weeks before. He's like, how much, how much will it cost mm. for us to get some more promotion on, on radio? Yeah. I said, look, man, um, you either give me a BMW M5 E60 <laughs> um, or any Mercedes from 2018. Mm. I said, that'll do. <laughs> and he said, no. Nah. So I, then I went over and did that video, which I wanted to do anyway because it's good to be able to showcase the the youth artists and stuff. And we also did a showcase with you. Mm. Did one with Georgia. We've, yes. we've done a few. Yes. Um, and we like that. And interestingly, when I first started this um, station was the fact of being able to 
rehabilitate the music community so they feel like they're part of a community again. Yes. And interestingly, today I had a couple of people come up and say that exact thing to me. It's very interesting. So it means that people all of a sudden starting to recognize other artists that are out there and we're starting to engage the music community again, which is what community radio is, I guess, the whole point. Yeah. You know. Do you think – sorry to cut you off. Do you think that uh, the whole 2020 situation, all the COVID and all that sort of crap – do you think that's a big part of what sort of like dissolved a lot of these music-based communities? No. What do you think? Um, I think um, I think what's happening at the moment is we're going through and without getting getting into too much of non-musical reasons why. Yeah. Because um, that's a rabbit hole we could talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, this, <laughs> this isn't that show to get, to get into that rabbit hole. Um, but I think um, – well, as as you know, I've obviously been – I've worked in disability – or I don't work in disability anymore. I kind of retired. Yeah. Um, you are currently still in disability. Correct, yeah. And we've got Dylan who's – obviously, he's got a vision impairment and he's currently going through the other side of what we see. Yes, yes. Um, when it comes to being in disability um, is the, the awareness of people and others is at an all-time low. Definitely. Mm. I can agree on that for sure. Um, if you want to think of um, uh, – there was something that a, a psychologist said um, in the early 90s. I can't remember his name. Someone did give me the the video oh, about 10 or 12 years ago. And the fact was is that people were drawn together um, during the eons based on a faith or a religion because it was a way of being able to co- keep the community level and even. If you kind of consider – um, a way of, um, you know, keeping the society in check is a way of being able to, you know, and and not to cast a doubt on anyone that has obviously has religious beliefs or anything, but religion was important to keep a social structure. And as religion breaks down now, especially here in Australia, it's the most agnostic community in the world. Mm. Um, we're seeing people uh, not being accountable for things, so they kind of become, there's more that term narcissistic, gets rolled around a lot. Yeah. So oh. the music is and art's the first thing always to go. Mm. Um, even when you look at it with COVID, it was the first thing to go. It's always the one that's sacrificed Very first. Um, and I feel even before COVID, it was already degrading because uh, people don't want to spend the money to go and do that when they can get their entertainment elsewhere, mm. streaming services, Netflix, that sort of thing. Yeah. People don't want to invest time in relationships. Most more divorces more friendship, less friendships than ever. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think it's just we are – there needs to be a turning point where people still need to be able to engage with each other. For sure, yeah. And um, what do you think? What's your opinion? Yeah, that's that's very yeah, interesting. It's very it's, – it's not very musical-based, but it, it is basically, you know. Well, it definitely affects it. I thought of all the things that happened during 2020 was when things started to come back together. That's where things got really – like from a psychological point of view because – there was a point where they would, and, and this is funny because I released my album a couple of days before everything changed. And when I did it, people could come to a venue to listen to music 
but they weren't allowed to dance. And I thought, isn't that funny? It's like, yeah. you can go there, you can still be close enough to someone that, let's be real, if they're sick, you're going to get it. You're sitting in recycled air, you know, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's like, don't get up and express yourself joyfully through physical movement <laughs> to this music that you're listening to. And um, and then there's the disconnection kind of thing, you know. Oh, definitely. I, I could explain, like, it, a Give theory. Give it to us, I, I could explain to you the theory on what, is the deal with all the masks and everything, but I feel like it's too, like, touchy to deal with, like... Yeah, well, the, yeah. anything that you think in your head is touchy will keep for the 270 show with yeah. Dylan Pizzardi. Mm. <laughs> it's going to get deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we will, and that's the whole point, you know. Yeah, anyone yeah. that's um, interested in Dylan's show... Well, well I, my my little weigh-in on the, on the 2022... Um, not 2022, 2020 COVID uh, mm. little pandemic stuff was... A small little majority of um, artists, I feel like that that gave them time to just sit back and just go, all right, what's what's next, and just sort of create something like a little bit different. And you yeah, know, yeah, I think there's a point definitely. To yeah. And you know what, Dylan, some of them did it. You know? I'm so glad you said that because during that time. I think we were having a talk before the show started and I hadn't been utilizing social media whatsoever. You know, I wasn't doing photo shoots, any of that sort of stuff. It was just like yeah. I'd turn up, I'd do my thing and then I'd leave. Mm. And and it sort of forced me because I was in the process of recording. We'd done a couple songs and then it was like everything shut down, including the studio. So we were like, what do we do? What can we work on? And apart from actually writing music, it was like, okay, we know we're about to drop some products. So how are we going to navigate the marketing side of things? And it really sort of forced us to evolve and well that's what happened with you yeah big time so you 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 it said to us on the radio when you were here before that you neglected your marketing aspect of your brand definitely especially and social media that like instagram facebook tiktok these are free platforms and mm. you know tiktok a lot of people shied away like, i don't want to get on and do like dancing for like teenagers i was like you don't yeah. have to do that no you can you can do anything on there man absolutely yeah. yeah it's and it's and i'm starting to People that don't want to engage in TikTok, like actually, funnily enough, Dylan's um, DSW the other day when I come in, she was she shunned it. I'm like, well, mm. that's the future. Yeah, like <laughs> a you can shun it, but you know, Dylan's about to go on radio. It needs yeah. to go on TikTok, and he needs to go exactly. gain a following from there. Well, so. exactly. I, I just I, like my personal one. I made I made eight thousand followers on that, like just on my personal. Are you kidding? One. Me? Yeah, eight k, and it's and just just for me having. My personal thoughts and opinions. It's like, well, that's the thing about TikTok, yeah. man. Is like, I think that's the difference between TikTok and Instagram. Is Instagram's kind of a flex, you know? It's like you're putting yeah. up the nice pictures, isn't that? TikTok's like more self-expression. I feel because yeah. people are going into all sorts of like niches. You know, you got people doing <laughs> like um, cleaning videos. You know, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna hyperlapse mowing a lawn of a really <laughs> overgrown lawn, and people yeah, but, yeah, get, yeah. they get so many views. You yeah. Know? yeah, it's because people love that. Like, uh, there was one that I saw the other day. It's three. 0.6 million views and it was a guy who was pressure hosing the side of his house mm. <laughs> and how he was doing it slowly and people find that satisfying by watching him clean all the you know, mold and shit off the side of the house of the house that stuff stresses me out i'm like god damn it now i gotta clean my place yeah because you're like it, it brings up a like a kind of yeah that's right you're like yeah, oh we yeah. live in cairns we have yeah. to do that on all right. have you seen the one with the the girl that does the the little head bobbing like and she's gotten She's gone viral from it, just sitting there bobbing her head. 
No. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, yeah. She just sits there and bobs her head. <laughs> and that's and that have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? I have, yeah. Yeah, well I that's like that the movie. movie. Ask the movie. That's yes. what that is, head bobbing. Yes. Ask the movie where they go and watch an hour and a half of just someone's ass yeah. on the movie. <laughs> right, I'm gonna go to another track. This is Bella McKenzie. Uh, this is um uh, pop country artist out of Brisbane. I quite like this, even though country's not my jam. Yeah, um, I do. I've always had like a soft spot for that um, pop country stuff, mm. and um, this is pretty cool. So this is Bella McKenzie. One, two, three. You and me. We'll be back soon with MC Pirate Pete. A uh, Pirate Pete. <laughs> Pirate Pete. <laughs> Pirate Pete. <laughs> and um, and Dylan. And we'll be back shortly here on FNQ Originals. Got me thinking about slow dance songs Drowning at the noise of the party crowd I hurt my head cause she said you liked it Hanging over here waiting on you My friends all told me I was crazy Then you gon' make a move Can you make this small town feel so fake? Take me places I ain't been Kiss me under that dashboard light Setting my heart on fire Let's take it slow, don't need to drive fast tonight Listening to FNQ Originals. I'm so sick of dreaming, I'm waking up with nothing. All of this truth 
based on lies and for once seems to work out fine I'm shivering I'm feeling so Wound up and fed up Got nothing to hold
Awesome. That was the Full Flower Moon Band with No uh, Hurt Nobody. And before that, we had Wooden Major with Shivering and Bella McKenzie with One, Two, Three, You and Me. Oh, yeah. MC Pride. <laughs> I'm here, man. Dylan Bazzardi. Yeah, yeah. In the house. Yes, indeed. Where do you think that term in the house came from? Uh. Some, it was some smart man invented. <laughs> yes, some <laughs> drunk dude at a party yeah, would, yeah. would have said it as like a little dad joke, and yeah. it just caught. You know, because they're like, "Oh my god, it's such and such here." You know? <laughs> some, Gene some, Kelly, what? Yeah, some teenager invited their dad to a house party. <laughs> yeah, and then he just set the bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, but the fact is, is that it went from in the house to in da house. Yes, yeah. but it well, was, that's that ebonic kind of you know attachment that it got. It is, but then it just become like if you said it, you were just lame as. Mm. But it's like get a room. You know the people that still say get a room, and you just go. Like, yeah. Leave yeah. my presence. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Off, the, off the hook, <laughs> off the chain. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? With, <laughs> with, with um, you know, a lot of stuff, it comes back around. You know, mm. it's going to come back into being cool again. It gets retro all Get of a, a room in the house. Yeah, get a room yeah. in the house. Now, I've, um, as this show starts to pick up steam, more and more, I get more and more questions, um, especially about industry stuff. Yeah. Um, which has been pretty fun. Um because obviously that was something that I wasn't expecting to kind of do on the show, but we've, um, especially with, when we get artists in and then we start talking about the ins and outs of yeah. the industry, yeah. um, I've been getting more. And the one the thing that's been, I've been asked a fair bit over the last couple of weeks is about the comments that I made about record labels and, um, you know, why are they relevant today? I can release music now without record mm-hmm. labels. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, what I wanted to do was I want to play a soundbite. Um, this is Billy Corgan, okay. and for those people who don't know, Billy Corgan, you should know Billy Corgan. He's the lead singer from the Smashing Pumpkins. He's on Joe Rogan, and this is his opinion of what record labels are today. That's the weird position that record companies had for a long time that they don't seem to have anymore. Mm, I would I would argue against that because they, they still do. Well, they've moved to a different set of circumstances, and I'm not as conversant as I as I once was, but. One thing they do with certain younger artists, but I think particularly more in the pop realm, is they do these 360 deals where it's like, right. if you get a perfume deal, if you, yeah. like your whole world, they we, own you. we own a piece of your whole world. And fame is such a great quotient in American life now that you can see where kids would trade fame and give and be willing to give away like the, the, the profit part. Yeah, so that's the, the bit that I wanted to play was, especially with that end part, was with the young people these days are trading away because obviously fame has become such a thing that is so tangible now. Yeah. Through what we were talking about with social media, that people are, are do basically doing anything to to 
get into it, to get the clout, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, um, you know, what people are, are navigating towards. And I would agree, above, above profit for sure. What do you think, Dylan? What do you think is the role of being famous these days for people your generation? Um, well, I, I just wanted to uh, like quickly touch on this real quick. And it's through the record labels. So I did do a, a little bit on this, you know, pre-recorded and all that. Yep. And um, so Snoop Dogg a good while ago bought a record label, uh, Death Row Records, mm. and he's turning it into a, um, what do you call it? Um, it's the same as Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's all going to be like um, in the metaverse and it's like, so and he wants to be the first re- like record label to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. A, quite interesting. The um, NFT scene. The NFT yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely digital uh, yeah. ownership. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think um, a lot of people get confused by it, especially with things with NFTs, and people don't understand like the like the double dipping, and because obviously with digital things can be copied, and people don't know yeah, where things yeah. are copied from. Yeah. Whereas with NFTs, everything's got a digital footprint, so you can well, kind of. I, be- I believe that that though that what he's doing that is the future of um, it is that's yeah. the future of contracts and yep, everything yep, um and one thing i know gary vaynerchuk who's a pretty um prevalent uh social media savant um <laughs> like for real um he, he's been doing things recently where he'll have an nft for these particular like pictures that he'll draw or something like that and as well as having the ownership to the digital asset and any potential royalties or whatever that come from that there'll be an extra like incentive attached to it where it's like you know whoever outbids and, and sort of owns this gets to go and sit front seat at the lakers with gary v you know and, and it gives them a chance to drill his brain and, and gain some notoriety and whatnot Get so it's Knowledge. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. we're, we're going to see, like, like it's like when social media came out and everyone thought it was just a fad, you know, it's like, okay, this is just a little thing. And it's like, no, this is like the new standard yeah, of yeah. where things are going. And that is eventually where NFTs are going to get. Yeah, well, me and you touched on that like earlier. I, I, like, I, like I said, when I was 16 and I got my first phone, I didn't want to get Facebook at all, mm. you know, and now, you know, three days into having a phone, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, um, Certain because social media essentially has been around for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, MySpace, which um, you was know, so was so huge at the time, I know, and that came out in 2004. I remember when it mm. dropped. Um, interesting fact I have the 16th YouTube account that ever was opened. Really? Oh, wow. I was on MySpace when they did a big blanket thing. This was before it was owned by Google. Wow. And um, I was in video at that stage. And they were like, oh, this is video sharing platform. You can jump on it for free right now. And they gave you a number. And they're like, in the future, show this number and it'll be really important. <laughs> it's not wow. really. It's just a more of a tidbit uh, or anything. But super yeah. interesting. What, what's the other one? Is it Tumblr? Is that- Tumblr's still around. It's yeah. just a more of a, yeah. you know. It's it's kind of like uh, Pinterest and those. They're yeah. kind of yeah. gauging. I hear about photos. it here and there. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, the the NFTs thing is definitely interesting. I, I think that um, uh, you're always going to have the two camps of people that are like, say yourself, in in a way that you're going to be able to say to people, "Look, I can market myself mm. in the music industry without a record label." But if there was a chance of you being able to be signed, so you actually had the coin to be able to do what you want with your art. But there'd be compromises. It'd be something that you'd have to ask yourself as well. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, if you if you don't have a record label and you're and you're self managed, you you can't be stopped. Like because the brand is you. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Mm. You can't be touched. You can do what you want with your with your brand. Well, the 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 best story I ever heard was Jewel, the singer from the nineties. Mm. Yep, she was homeless in the back of a car. She in that time, San Diego had used to have to pay the cafes to allow them to let you play. Yeah, I listen. I've, I know you what you're did. talking about. I've heard yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, and um. It was just that she gave up a million dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. You mentioned this to me too. Yeah. yeah. That was on Joe Rogan as well, wasn't it? It was on Joe yeah. Rogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It was um, like Joe Rogan's weird because I know that he has a, like a weird following of different people, but I quite like his interview style, especially when it comes to interviewing musicians. I quite like yeah. the, the musicians. I, I can only watch Joe Rogan if, like for like a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking uh, actually. You were talking about that guy that's just taken um, TikTok by storm. What's that guy's name? Um, Andrew Tate. That's right. Yeah, yep. I'd realised I'd seen him when you mentioned him, but I didn't know who he was. But uh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Mm. He calls himself the uh, the top G. <laughs> I um I was thinking about the movie The Fifth Element because mm. they were talking about evil begets evil and it's right. kind of like Andrew Tate has now become like this um impossible standard of yeah. the opposite you know yeah, you yeah. don't want any of it yeah. you just you just want to live and be happy with everyone <laughs> right. yeah all right well we'll just jump to another song and um we'll be back soon this one is Feverland with Stolen Seats here on FNQ Originals this song's a cracker mm. listen to that. How cool is that? I wish there was a way to Here we go, FNQ Originals. Could dedicate myself to the glow. Things shine so bright in my mind. Dewey leaves, stolen seeds on the ride. And you trust someone more. When you sleep together on the floor. I always wanted you to come on.
Originals. You are listening to FNQ Originals. Making a flip, turn this money 3D. I walk in the club and they looking at me. Is she crazy and knows on the key Say she don't know me, they heard about me They asking about how I went and I got it Hey, little Dolphy and leave with them commas Bitch, I was starving, now look in my pockets Check out my drip and just know that I bought it Fuck sugar, they annoying as fuck Fuck all that money, I can't fake my love Still they obsessed, waiting outside the club Milk of this, milk of that, damn, they in love They saying I'm special, I'm sweet and I'm cute Just wait till you piss me, I'll see if that's true All of my exes, I gave them the boot Except one of them because that was the truth That shit was real, but will it turn to dust? I couldn't keep holding you down in my cars. I know that you going through it, you a thug So go get your money, go do it for us Couldn't say much, but I thought you were dying And all of your drama had me up like crying Skipped on the studio, gave you my last dollar And when I need you, what you had was your shoulder I appreciate you, but I needed some money All of this stress got me acting so funny Fuck with my bag, I'ma take it real deep I got people out here that depending on me I needed a bit, but you needed a lot So now when I'm praying, I'm lifting you up And now when I'm praying, I'm lifting you up Making that flip, now I'm gifting it up Making a flip, turn this money 3D I walk in the club and they looking at me That bitch she crazy and knows on the key Say she don't know me, they heard about me They asking about how I went and I got it Hey, little Dolphy and leave with them commas Bitch, I was starving, I look in my pockets Check out my drip and just know that I bought it Thinking I love them, how now nah, I don't mean it Bitches are making it back from the semen They feeling bad for me, don't know what I've been in I got it back for me, now I'm not dreaming Put down the bottle and picked up this paper Real pretty bitch, but I'm going apeshit If there's a function, I'm pulling up late, yeah Millionaire mindset, so where's my paycheck? I'm sold a war, but I'm ready to fight This shit a jungle, but you know that, right? I lost a few, over like two Could count on one hand, matter of fact two Matter of fact more, my feet on the floor And I dropped her fall, now we going in raw I'm his little baby, he calling me pretty Spending some time when we out in the city Shaking my ass in and make him go silly But he said my soul is the reason he with me We went through a lot and we did didn't have much tears in my eyes when I'm riding is tough tears in his ice cream top of my lungs I'm sorry for things that I went and I done lost in the sauce I was buying designer up in the penthouse first oysters I'm dining making a flip turn this money 3d I walk in the club and they looking at me that bitch she crazy and knows on the key say she don't know me they heard about me they, they asking about how I went and I got it hey little Dolphy and leave with them commas bitch I was starving now look in my pockets check out my drip and just know that I bought it making a flip turn this money 3d I walk in the club and they looking at me that bitch she crazy and knows on the key Say she don't know me, they heard about me They, they asking about how I went and I got it Hey, little Dolphy and leave with them commas Bitch, I was starving, I look in my pockets Check out my drip and just know that I bought it Ah, uh, Milka, money Fire How fly was that, bro? Dude, that was dope yeah, that was, I think that fly was, that is was another one of those beat. words Maybe like into house, fly <laughs> mm, Fly Especially yeah. when you're part white, part Polynesian You know what I mean? Right up <laughs> <laughs> MMC Pirate Sir uh. James that's a piece of joke. I was thinking of something what? completely. No, no, no. I, I have a reason why I said that. Um, I'll say it later. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm really tired. Uh, I, I realized, like, when we were talking before, I realized I've had a massive day. I was um, judging down at the passport to Ellie, and um, it was a good show. Um, we were talking about the Juliets before. Um, mm. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, so a, a plethora, I guess, of different artists. Yeah, yeah. In my definitely. opinion, it's going to be str- it's stronger next week. We got to st- it, the big hitters next on. week. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. going to be. You, you've got to send me some uh, some clips. We'll see how we go, dude. We might be able to bring you in again for next week. Oh, I'll be keen. I'm yeah. going to be down there for sure. I, yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. I tell you all the time, man. I'm, you know, for a 20 year old, bro, I'm I'm pretty free. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, give me the horns for that. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty free, so ladies. 
Now, I um, interestingly, we were talking about this before we come on air. Was the fact that you know we're talking about the hip hop scene here, and obviously, yeah. you know, MC Pirate. You know, when people think about hip hop in North Queensland, your name pretty much becomes the first. You know, it is, and I know that you want to try and be humble about it, but mm. um, I've got this soundbite. This is from AJ. Um, from AJ Rowe when he was on the show. Shout out, yeah, AJ. I, I honestly believe that MC Pyro in Cairns is the number one lyricist right now in the hip-hop game here. That's big. Should we air horns? That's big. <laughs> Did you hear that I accidentally hit this? Yeah. After he said it? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I was like, wait, what? That wasn't what was supposed to happen, but it was It was funny because um, after that soundbite, I was like purposely just defying MC Pirate. I was like, no, nah, I disagree. There's a joke. Yeah. But, uh, that, was, that was after I did that because it made me feel like callous and, and that I couldn't hip hop right, and rap like you. Right. you know? <laughs> um, I think that is an interesting thing when you get to um, a certain point in your a career of whatever you do that in where you kind of have to sort of look back at um, a way of being able to nurture and I guess be inspirational to people coming up behind you. Yeah. Um, is that something that you think about a lot? Recently it is definitely. Um, you know, Were you aware? Did you listen to that episode and when he said that? Stuff? I did. I listened to it and, you know, I was very humbled to hear that. And, um, you know, it's, it's amazing to be able to, I think for anyone in any genre to be able to connect with people like that to the point where, you know, I guess they have that level of uh, respect and acknowledgement for mm. you and what you do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, I think, um, you know, it's, it's something obviously now that you're sort of, Carrying this mantle of being able to support other people that are in in hip hop or just in in general songwriters, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm always I'm always keen. You know, if someone reaches out to me and they're like, "Hey, man, how did you do this?" or you know, um, "I'm trying to do this," blah blah blah. You know, I'll, I'll always give them my point of view. It won't always be the right advice for them, but if I tell them what I did, it might get them on the right path to, you know, cultivating what they're doing. Well, let me ask you this, like from a standpoint, obviously um, from a hip hop game, but obviously because of your professional background, obviously working in disability, you know, what was your childhood like growing up as now we got Dylan doing the 270 show yeah, talking yeah. about you talking about you. Yeah, mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, mine was actually very turbulent. Um, I came from a crime family for my biological family. And mm. I, I sat down once when I was younger and worked out that I'd gone to 12 different primary schools that I could remember the name of. And by the time I finished <laughs> high school, I went to five different high schools, but I changed eight times between them. And, you know, it was like getting dumped from one relative to another mm. and in the end it wasn't even family it was just people that would sort of take me in ended up homeless for a while and I started Dylan and I were talking earlier on about like the current uh youth crime and stuff with the car yeah, theft yeah. being at an all-time high and stuff like that and I feel like I was very blessed because the path I was heading down was you know not good and I got into mm, boxing yeah. and hip-hop and it gave me you know the boxing and hip-hop was just right for me. It gave me discipline yeah, and um, and it gave me a direction, something to focus my energy and, and creativity just on. Just to channel it all into something. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel like we need more of that for the youth uh, up where we're at because they, there's not a lot of direction for a lot of these uh, young people. And I think if we had more things available for them. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, I think I think they're just, like an, they're just outright like a bored. youth art center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I a think, youth art center. Yeah. I th- I think there's a way certain people need to be reached out to, though. You know, I think um, because of some of the uh, people that they hang around with and look up to are out there doing this dumb stuff, like you know, putting themselves in danger, stealing cars, going into houses and robbing them. You know, like it, it's it's not a good thing, and. You need the right kind of people that are able to sort of, and and it's different for everyone. So for me, I I was very fortunate to have people that could reach out to me and connect with me on a level where I would actually listen to what they have to Mm. say. Because it was, you know, when you're young and you're full of all that energy and hormones and everything, and you're Mm. you're getting a little bit of acknowledgement or a little bit of, uh, you know, encouragement from you know, people around you and I guess you'd call them role models to a certain extent mm. because, you know, when you act the fool, all of a sudden they're giving you some praise and you're like, oh my God, I'm not getting this from home or whatever it <laughs> is that you're that you're trying to fill this internal void with mm. in some external avenue. Um, then you're like, shit, if, you know, if, if this is how I'm going to get it, I'll go out and steal a car. I'll go out and, you know, rob well, a house. Well, any, any attention is good attention. And when you get no attention, for sure. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and yeah. I think that's something that gets dismissed when you're talking about youth issues. But it also gets dismissed when you decide that you're going to jump in on a bikini and, uh, and become thirst bait on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, well, hang on a sec, Dylan. Yeah, we'll come yeah. right back. We just have to have a quick break. And yeah. uh, we'll be back soon here on FNQ Originals. Yeah. FNQ Originals, showcasing the best music from around North Queensland. Here on Ken's FM 89.1. I'm Joel Dersky Devereaux. You're listening to FNK Originals. I'm here with MC Pirate James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here with Dylan Bazzardi. What's up? From the 270 show. 270 show it. will start next Saturday, hopefully, or next couple of weeks, you know. But you were just saying that you like doing this live for me. You've been doing the pre-record thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been doing the pre-record thing for a while. I've got a few, few like, little... Little bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, little bits and pieces hanging around, um... In the, in the studio and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this, I like it. It's good. Yeah. Well, this is what radio is supposed to be. Yeah. Free flow. Yeah. Know, That's right. Good. Yeah. And it's a bit a bit of, you know, t- chatting and talking and it's yeah. better because you kind of, um, you don't have the fallback of worrying about, oh, I said that, oh, I probably should do it better. You know, people are going to mm. judge me on the way I talk. Mm. This makes you a better yeah. talker. Yeah. Well, definitely. Well, I just feel like I'm having a, a regular conversation you know, oh, it is, yeah, yeah. it is, and uh, you know, MC Pirate just doing a bit of you know, noises with his mic stand, just <laughs> now. <laughs> doing a bit of adjustments, that's yeah. right, that's yeah. right. Um, I suppose we could go back quickly to talking about record labels because I know we've sort of delved into the whole NFT thing, but it's interesting mm. when you kind of see its progression over the years of being the only way you can get your music out there to kind of like because. Australia don't really have a commercial record label scene anymore. Um, mm-hmm. They do based on reality TV shows like The Voice and this sort of thing. Yeah. But they're, they're, there's not, they're, even though they're not existent, like, yeah. can you tell me any of the artists that have come off The Voice in the last eight or nine years? Not really, man. I mean, and not, not to throw shade on any of that sort of stuff, but for one, I think pitting it into a competitive state you know, rather than being a collaborative, collective thing where we kind of work together, yeah. I think it kind of does uh, damage to the cause, if anything. becomes toxic, does. doesn't it, eh? Yeah. yeah. And I, it's more about people going, oh, that person's cool and that person's cool, it's cool. Yeah. Um, I worked on The Voice for a few years. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah which is pretty true. cool. Um, and that was in the first couple of seasons, actually pretty cool because um, I quite liked the format of when they used to sing together. I quite liked that. That was kind of interesting. Mm. What I found was a lot of the singers actually enjoyed that part of 
part of it rather than the competition part. Right. Which is exactly what you just said was the fact that all of a sudden they felt like they were part of a community. Mm. Pitted against each other yeah, for reality TV. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there's um the the two that one of the two that I like the older guys. Oh, I can't remember their names now. They were, they sung a uh, song "Walking in Memphis." It was one was kind of a rock singer, and another one was um uh, older black uh, African American guy, and they kind of did this singing thing um together during the show, and then neither of them made it through. I think they got knocked out halfway through, but then they went on tour together. Yeah, which oh, well. is pretty cool. Yeah, I can't remember their name. They played at the Tanks a couple of times. It's a while ago now. You're looking about eight or nine years ago. So, um, oh, speaking about the voice, I remember like, you know, not not to disrespect it or anything like that, but I watched it and um, disrespected that, Dylan. Nah, well, they they <laughs> like some, a group went on there and they went on there and they rapped, and um, they would just said, oh, you know, put it up on YouTube because you know, it's mm. a, yeah, they it, you know, for me, like I love I love rap, like especially Aussie rap. I just feel like it's you know, it's such a big thing. Yeah. And I think it doesn't get the love that it deserves. I think it's a niche thing, it, uh, you know, and you could probably weigh in on this. I think um, hip-hop, interestingly, we talked about this again last week about um, when they had the hip-hop show at the Tanks and we had a bunch of people mm. in Cairns Music complain yeah. about the sound. You know, that was happening 20 years ago when we were putting in hip-hop shows and people were complaining about the sound. I think... You know, then we were saying, you know, eventually those guys are going to grow out of the scene, but we still have people in the scene that are still complaining about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's going to be one of those things, I think, you know. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, um, one of my challenges, and this was a lot uh, of an internal thing as well, was that because the Aussie hip hop is such a niche thing, um, I would get a lot of shade for not having a very ochre Aussie yeah, accent. Yeah. Like the hilltop hoods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. if I wasn't rapping like that, you know, they, I, I, <laughs> I, I got a lot. So I tried to, and, you know, I, I was trying to emulate that sort of real Aussie voice and slang, and I'd listen, I'd study like all the you know, lyrical commission at the time, hilltop hoods just before they dropped the album that got them famous, mm. uh, clandestine. Like there was a lot of Brother Stone, a lot of underground stuff that, and I did enjoy it. But it was it wasn't authentic for me to try and duplicate that rather than just rap how my voice is when I put some power into it. Mm -hmm. You know, so once I've mm -hmm. sort of had that self growth and and self acceptance to be able to, you know, I'm just going to do this how I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. you found that potential. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Me and Dylan were doing stupid accents on the way over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were doing stupid accents. Yeah. Uh, mainly because we were, we were interestingly we were talking about certain singers that had. Really amazing singing voices, but terrible speaking voices. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we, we brought up Adele, who obviously she speaks normally, and then she's, you know what I mean, but, you know, they, <laughs> they tell me that I look funny, but, you know, and then it just comes straight out of the nose. Yeah. It's like 90% Fran Drescher out the yeah. nose. <sighs> but she can sing. Like, some, and she, she can does, sing, yeah. yeah. she's got oh, some, yeah. yeah, she's got some good songs. Like. But I remember in the early 2000s when The Streets come out. Do you remember that band? Oh, yeah, I saw them live. Oh, Oh, my my cousin who lived with me at the time, he hated the streets, and I used to play that crate because I really took to that Liverpool rap mm, thing, mm. and a Dizzy Rascal and all those guys yeah. that had that. I really loved that. I thought that For was sure. cool. And um, I remember actually it was um, Jessie J, um, which she did a track a while back. I can't remember that, but she had um, Dizzy Rascal in that, and yeah. it just completely changed the track because there was an authenticness to the. 
to that because it reminded yeah, me of we, we heard um, Prodigy today at, at the the Jack. Yeah, and even though that wasn't really rap, but they had that thing. Yeah, that yeah. Fire starter, yeah. twisted, twisted fire, fire starter. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. I I can't get over the fact that Vanilla Ice never really made it. You, you can't believe no, why I he can't. never made it. Yeah, I can't believe it. Like I reckon he had he had potential. I can tell you nineteen reasons why no, he couldn't made it. I reckon he had potential. I you think know? he had a haircut. Um, he, he looked like he was straight out of Street Fighter Two. But uh, <laughs> this is going back to when record labels were the be all and end all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they would package together yeah. musicians. <laughs> what was that group that was done by Sony and it had that? Um, Freestyler. Oh, no, Bomb MC. Yes, yes. Like that was created and packaged. You know what I mean? It was. It was. It was a different time. Um, Actually, I have an interesting story about that because um, did you ever have a PlayStation 1? Yes. So there was a software on it called Music 2000. I remember because that was (laughs) way before I had a computer with any recording, like a DW, like D-A-W or anything. Oh, don't well, tell me you made music. I made, you could make, but <laughs> oh, it was good. wow. You could get these memory cards that plug into it and it all had samples and stuff on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Freestyle was made with Music 2000. Ha. Huh. Wow. Demonstrate. Get a PlayStation 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to him go, look, you demonstrate to me yeah, how yeah. you make Freestyle on a yeah. PlayStation 1. Come on. Oh, I'm going to switch to a song now. Look, see, Dylan's just killing it, mate. He is. He's crushing it. <laughs> He's sitting there worried about doing pre-record. Mate, you should just do it live. Yeah. Do your so. show yes. live, my friend. This is Zara Haynes. She started too early. This is the FNQ Originals.
Was Zara Haynes with Pet? Look, Zara Haynes sent me a really nice message on social media. I'm going to give it up to her because um, I like it when artists send really nice messages saying thank you for playing my. That's it's such Definitely. a simple thing. Definitely, it's like getting a like a, a note saying thank you for your wedding gift. Yeah, you know, and thank you for your real estate um, brochure, vanilla rice. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> look, the vanilla rice discussion uh. continued way after. <laughs> Dylan's telling us that he's like he's getting hung off buildings before going ten pin bowling and with Woody Harrelson. Um, I don't. I don't think it was Woody it was Harrelson. White, I don't know. Well, it was. Uh, it's. It's a. It's like you know, one story happened and this other story happened. It, it could be one or the other. And now he's flipping houses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's making bank. Yeah. Come so on. we're gonna play. We're gonna get MC Pirate. He's gonna give us a rap about flipping houses. Here we go. Yeah. Flipping some houses when you're making money for different spouses. Yeah. The only way to get it crack a lack and never lack and instead have the full house package uh, coming through. <laughs> Tell them what we're gonna do. Sell a couple of houses to Say it again. some of you. <laughs> <laughs> and Woody Harrelson. And Woody Harrelson <laughs> in the house. There you go, you got to see uh, you got to see Pete do the old freestyle man yeah. on the radio. Off How cool is that? Yeah. Um it's a great story. Um, but I could give you, as I said, I could give you 19 reasons why, you know. But you, I'm glad that someone of your age caliber can enjoy a, a bit of ice ice baby in this spare time. Hey, look, it's, it's a good sign. It's a banger. <laughs> right. Leave it alone. Come on. <laughs> it's right. a banger. <laughs> you know. Um, like a poisonous mushroom. <laughs> 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 but but uh, we were sitting there having a discussion about who wrote that song, and I was like, it was probably uh, Joey from New Kids on the Block. Yeah. <laughs> By step, ooh baby. Let's <laughs> get my Nick Carter hairdo on. Oh mate, start up a little like you know, you know, three piece band right here. You know, like, there, I'm a big NBA fan. I remember oh. when um, uh, Aaron Carter did that song and had Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal in his um, video. Did, doesn't Shaq rap now? Like, oh, Shaq's done everything. Yeah. I saw a video the other day where he was um, advertising printer ink or something. Wow. Like, the dude is worth a lot, but he just endorses everything. He's he's yeah. a big man, eh? He is huge. Yeah, he's seven foot two. Yeah, he's massive. But he did a video with Aaron Carter where Aaron Carter was dunking all over him and he was like 12 <laughs> or whatever. Wow. And Shaq released this video a few years ago where he was like getting revenge on him. Yeah, yeah. right. And it, this is after he retired. He was like dunking on him and all that sort of stuff. It was great. Have you seen the, uh, the custom Hall of Fame ring? That he made for himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he didn't want. He gave the original one to his dad. No, look, huh. the thing is bigger than his hand, and that makes you think about it, right? Yeah. Bigger than his hand. Yeah, and his like, hand's bigger than my head. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm thinking that it has to be put on there with a forklift every day. He needs wow. to get out there. So it is. It's pretty big because he he purposely when he's on game time he rubs his head like this and does this and it's yeah. like this. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, like speaking about celebrities, actually, I was. You know, I'm I'm a short dude. You know, I was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I looked it up, <laughs> and I was like, surely I'm taller than Kevin Hart. Are you? No, I'm not. I'm the same height really? as Kevin. Hart. Oh. Yeah. Same height. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you stood next to him, it'd be like Archer and Chip Hazard from Small Soldiers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Since we're doing throwback references, oh, that was a stretch. Know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, well, that that's interesting that you did that. And yeah, then, I was curious. I was like, I, I've got to be, I've got to be taller than this man. I think it's because because of um, how big he is, and um, like in Hollywood and he's stuff. He's huge, man. You know, but you see him plenty of plays in the NBA All Star games. He's tiny, mm. but mm. Uh, I watch the NBA All Stars every year, and he was progressively getting a better basketball player. Mm. And then they showed that he was actually had hired um, a bunch of ex NBA players to to train him. During the year, yeah. just for and he was getting good. He was knocking threes down, everything. But he was he did the same thing with uh, boxing for a while. He really got into boxing for a bit, and right. um, you know, I, I did it back in the day, so I was able to sort of critique it a little bit and oh, watch it, yeah, yeah, watching yeah. him busting out the pads and and doing a bit of sparring. That I was like, man, this this dude. We should try and find vanilla fist. ice boxing and uh, we critique <laughs> yes. that. Yes. Do you think <laughs> who you think would win, Kevin Hart or Vanilla Ice? Or uh, I don't know who's. Who's bigger? I reckon Vanilla Ice. Yeah, because I think he's you bigger. Reckon? Yeah, he'd but be bigger. But Kevin than Hart would use his instincts. I yeah. think that, uh, run, how old would Vanilla Ice be now? He must be in his fifties or something. Uh, yeah, My money's yeah. on the heart. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon he has, he has rock as his. You know, he can just call in the rock. When yeah, he's ready. yeah. He'd be like, "Yo, Tag. man." <laughs> he just he just be like, "Yo, man, come in." You know. It's gonna get suplexed. <laughs> I um uh, with the with the passport to Ellie thing that's going on over the next couple of weeks. Um, I have to ask you your personal opinion. Both yeah. of these. Do you think events like this have any genuine weight to any success to an artist? Look, man, I think any event that sort of gives musicians an opportunity to showcase their talent—that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm not really big on the com- competition thing, um, but you know, I, I get it. But I don't know. I feel like the musicians that are doing well are going to be doing well regardless. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Vivian Icy and her band, um, you know, and I might be a little bit biased, but, you know, I think the fact that Viv's at the level she is with her singing and now that she's been working with the band for a while, um, they've done, you know, X amount of live shows together mm. and they've they got, and there's a few, you know, and Abby, she's starting to get her thing down. Like there's a few people that have that ability and I, I think, one of the risks with the competition thing, and this is why I'm a little funny on it, is it takes a lot for people to put themselves out there sometimes. And especially mm. with art being the way art is and the way an artist can can be, it could be very, it could take a couple steps back when you put yourself out there and you're like, oh my God, you know, I didn't even make it through the first heat. Or, you know, mm. you give yourself that self-talk and whatnot. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're self-assured or whatever, it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, it's funny. I think it's a good promotional opportunity but as long as you don't take the competitive side of things too personally um or think that just because you didn't you know win a competition you know one weekend it's at you know at the jacket cans that you're not going to go on Mm. to be an amazing thing there's a lot of stories of people that you know they didn't get through certain things and then they busted out on their own so well i think um you know the jack is actually a pretty awesome live venue yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great you know, stage. It's a great set out. Um, yeah, and I'm, I think I'm a fan. Chris and um, and Bobby does a really good job. I told mm. him today because um, you know good we man. we had good him. Man. On, I met him briefly. Yeah, we had him on the show, mm. and um, he's definitely a good MC. He is. He's got. Um, yeah. I met him. We we went to do um, a Music View TV thing, and oh, cool. unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Um, there were some technical difficulties with the sound and that at the end, so we couldn't use it. And since then, we've been meaning to sort of reschedule it. But that was the thing that really stood out to me because you know Bobby's obviously the the presenter for yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and you know, and he has a lot of charisma. 
but in a humble way, you know what I mean? And mm. I think that really comes across well on camera. And Chris, he is another person like yourself that that's doing a lot for the music scene. Mm. And I think that's why he's doing stuff like Music View TV and The Passport for Ellie is to give musicians that opportunity to showcase what they've got, put them in front of people and start, you know, gathering their audience. I, I realized, you know, it's it's hard to kind of say that you promote an artist for their art. I think it's better to promote a, a person for the person. Mm. You know, um, you've been quite lucky because, you know, you, all three of me, you and Barry have gotten along since the beginning. Yeah. So there's been a lot of in-jokes of fruit boy and right. joking around. Yeah. <laughs> all that stuff's good because people always bring it up. And mm. stuff. Well, how long? How long? Uh, how long have I like known this man now for? Like, well, a couple of hours now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we're yeah. going on the two hour mark. Yeah, Dylan. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I'm I'm already liking him. He's, you know. Oh, there you go. Well, that, <laughs> that's same right. way, brother. Yeah. But the thing is, is that engaging you as a person, yeah, and people understanding you as a person, because I don't talk about people's previous like with their where you start music, where you do all right, that. right, mm. because where people are at the moment, that's where they got because of all of that. Yeah, um, definitely. And if if you engage them as the people and people like them as the person, they're most likely to engage with their creative works because they like them as a yeah, person. Yeah, and, and I think that's where the potential of social media as an avenue for an artist to show their real self and connect with people. So they're not just being seen as this person that gets up, does this particular genre of music. It's like, hey, I'm a person just like you. I have these experiences. I have my off days. I have my good days. You know, it's, uh, mm. yeah. It's, yeah. It is, and it's good. I think, again, engaging with the community, um, you know, it was what I found interesting was um, the show with Abby Muir, I got multiple photos and things of different people all with other people. So I got this random video from my mum who was sitting at the table with you and Viv at yeah, the table. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And then you were, like, talking about how you were at the table with my mum. And then the only reason my mum knew... Because you'd been on the show and we'd been right. joking around yeah, and she'd yeah. seen that all mm. that. And again, re-engaging with the community because, you know, my mum has been in the scene now for a long time. Right. You know, and um, but I think it's it's gotten to the point for her now where her, um, she, you know, she's getting to the close to retirement, you right, know, and, yeah. and she's kind of like, well, um, I'm doing my job and, mm. you know, it's not my job to know hip hop artists that are kicking right, around. Right, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's kind of like one of those things that um, has repurposed something with the radio. Like, this is everyone's show, man. Yeah. You know? I think with the competition side of stuff, I believe that all the people that do compete, you know, they should just put that aside. Compete, but put it aside. Chat as equals. You know what I mean? You know, and learn from each other, learn from the experience, and just, you know, Educate yeah. themselves off one another. Well said. Well you know? said. Well done, man. I think, um, yeah, I, you know, it's. I think if people just treat it as like a, a just a, a place to be able to do their show. Yeah, and, uh, that's the thing. If you can, if you can sort of take your ego out of it as much as possible, mm. um, and even though you do need a little bit of it to actually, you know, have the confidence to even get up on stage in front of people, especially yeah. when it's original music. You know, because I think that's the that's the big difference is like it's one thing to get up and sing a cover song that you've done at karaoke and nailed a bunch of times. But it's yeah. another thing to put stuff where you've poured all of your soul yep. into this 
you know project and then you put it out you know just it's like what do they think of this um and with that added you know effect of it being in a competitive setting i think that's where people can set themselves up um you know for a little bit of uh self-criticism and whatnot but you know in the end that might be a good thing too because then one thing i found with myself is a lot of the things that i've deemed as mistakes or setbacks or you know anything like that they've forced me to reassess in the way that i'm conducting myself in certain ways and and then it's, it's helped me to evolve as a person and as an mm, artist mm. yeah well <laughs> <laughs> you know it is it is what it is like yeah. as you said that that's exactly what it is and you know i think i think if everyone can accept that the fact that they always have to be learning and right. not to be critical of others yes you know it's easy to sit there and um and judge a bunch of these musicians Definitely. by one show right um I did um, my best to try and be as objective as possible today mm. with the with the judging. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's- I, I tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. And I said to Dylan, you know, give me your opinion and I'll, uh, I'll wade in with the score and yeah. that sort of thing. Mm. So, um, but, you know, that there was little things like, yeah. you know, bands hadn't practiced and yeah. Was, mm. yeah, yeah, mm. things were, they, they were forgetting where they were in songs. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that probably should have been um, addressed mm. yeah, like before straight going. straight on the key with and just, yeah. Yeah, all ready and ready to go. That's right, and yeah. it started. And obviously, it, it once it hit like a certain group, um, of you know halfway during the day, that was like, and it just went up. Mm. Yeah. With the, um, but you know, um, what can you do? Yeah. yeah, it's just one of those things. All right, we're gonna go to another song. This is another one of my favorites of the year. I am going to do a top ten best tracks of Queensland of this year. This is in definitely going to be in it. This is Jeans with Crumble here on FNQ Originals. I was a chaser. Used to run around in rose-colored glasses And I tripped myself to even the balance Now I'm tying up my shoes like I never had them I imagine You don't get it, I get manic You hold space, stop You're a weapon Dreaming with 
service announcements brought to you by your local community radio, Cairns FM 89.1 That was great with jeans this was somebody that was at the uh, she was at the uh, Passport to Alley, this is Katie Rich's band, her band kicks man what up they do, mm. so this is her song Be Seeing You, but yeah I was really impressed with her tonight, nice, yeah, she'll, nice. she'll that they'll definitely make oh, it. Oh, so she, she, yeah, she performed? Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is her with Seeing You here on FNQ Originals. We'll be ringing Barry Coe when we get back. Nice.
That was Katie Richards. Be seeing you. Yeah, she kicked tonight, man. She yeah. had a kick-ass voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she did. Does. I she really does. liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was mm. interesting because we'll, I was saying to Dylan when we were at Passport because obviously um, a lot of the visual aspects of a band can help with, you know, like whether they're, you know, they have an image or what, whereas yeah. Dylan was just, all he was just hearing was the music and that was it. Right. So it was interesting, his opinion. Definitely. Um, yeah. You know, based on the fact that he couldn't see any of the the, the arts. The yeah. uh, the last the last act was insane. Yeah, that was Tessa Devine. Yeah, that. Mm. Yeah, that I've seen her bre- at the tanks. That was, yeah, yeah, that was breathtaking, man. I enjoyed that. It's funny too, Dylan. Um, with rap, like when I first started listening to hip hop, mm. um, there wasn't as much visual behind everything. So you'd often hear a song or, or even hear an album or whatever, and you had no idea what the person looked like. You know, it was just the music. Yeah. So um, I'm bringing in Barry Co. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello. Oh, mate, it's Barry Co. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear him? Ah, uh, yeah, yep. Oh, yeah, now oh, I can hear myself now. Yeah, good. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's, go- what's going on, man? I'm uh, just down here in Brizzy. Oh, yes. Briz Vegas. Mm. Freezing cold. Is it? <laughs> well, compared to North Queensland, it is. Oh, man, it's like absolutely sweating balls in the studio tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nowhere kind of usual. Uh, yeah. Um, no, the the show's been good. Um, we uh, we had the passport early today. So we'll have Baz Co being the second judge at the passport early next week. Mm. Yeah, so I'm expecting a lot that. of gifts from Viv, you know, to Baz and me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of bribes. <laughs> what sort of bribes do you get for a competition like that? I don't know, like a like a five dollar gift card to like Spotlight or something like that. Coffee voucher. <laughs> Coffee voucher. <laughs> Coffee hey, you back. guys are doing yeah. a great job tonight. Oh, thanks, man. How oh. good's Dylan? Dylan? Dylan's a natural. Yeah, well, Dylan, uh, Dylan was a bit um, sceptical about coming live on the radio tonight, but I think he's, he thought he's caught the live bug. Yeah, I think. yeah, I've got the flow of it. I prefer it this oh, way. It's been think. converted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're killing it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's such a vibe, man. I'm just enjoying it, you know? Yeah, you'll meet Dylan next week. He'll come down passport early next week, um, oh, and we'll just so you know, me and Baz won't be doing a show next week because we have to do a pre-record because uh, the passport early doesn't finish until eight. Mm. So we'll do our pre-record oh, right. and then we'll be back with Ingrid Piper, which I'm really excited about. Um, in- Ingrid Piper is from Tully. She'll be coming in the following week, mm. and that'll be the the show after Baz has been away for a couple of weeks. You know, living life. How was the thing with Chris today? Chris Fowler. Oh, yeah, I caught up with Chris and Darren and their band Mesmic. Yeah, yeah, Barry uh, sent me through some videos of them doing their band practice down there. Our friend Chris um, is still into the old symphonic metal band I mentioned earlier in the show. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Really good to see those guys. Cool, man. Well, we just thought we'd check in because, you know, when I, I do these shows without you, I feel like I feel there's a sense of loss. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, you got a pirate in the house. Dude. I know. <laughs> we have, we I have can't the pirate. Think of a better replacement. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, I'm going to put on a Lakota's track because you know what it, what it is right now. It, it's yeah. it's it should be at this point in time. It should be, it should be the, the vintage. The time. vintage three. So what I'll do is I'll put on a Lakota's track, and um, you got a choice between Craven, Dark, DKS, or Fade. Which one? Uh, let's go DKS. DKS. We haven't played that one on the show, have we? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, why don't you send it in? Do do your All radio right. thing, man. 
You're listening to Epic Two Originals. This is Lakotas with DKF. Ah, see, that's why he's the magic man. Smooth. He's smooth. That's why he's the magic man. This is DKF, Lakotas. We'll speak to Barry next week. Listening to FNQ Originals. Oh, who remembers this song? The old Gurge. We're bringing this one back. This is a song formerly known as by Regurgitator here on FNQ Originals. We'll be back soon. let you know this isn't vanilla rice
Oh, they, had, they did the music video where they yeah. were secretly filming it in Japan when they weren't allowed to. Yeah. Oh. If you go back to <laughs> there we go. Regurgitator. Last Still one the of the, some of the best performers in that era. They were just that. performers. Like Regurgitator never shocked me on how amazing they were to perform live. Word. They were just amazing. And I'd seen them a stack of times, even when we first opened the tanks, you know, back in mm. 2005, they came up. And um, I've seen them a stack of times after that. Just, I will take man. your word for it. You know, but all of those guys, we had Powderfinger, Grinspoon. Talking about Grinspoon, because you were talking about Grinspoon today. Dylan. Uh, yeah. Was I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're yep, talking yep, about yep, it, yep, you know. Yep. Chemical Heart, you said, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Grinspoon, yep. Jebediah. Yep. Um. Pennywise, there were a stack of them. Those, those mm. friends of Rom, they were all just massive performers. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the industry's changed. It has, it has definitely. And I know you've been in the industry for a long time I in have. various roles. You've, yes. you've done a lot in, in the way of video and in presentation mm-hmm. and stuff like that. What advice would you give a musician who, let's say, they've written their songs, they've recorded their songs, and they just don't know what to do next? Um, like, like if they don't know how to get it online or exactly. I mean, like, let's say they've they've either recorded it at home and they're happy with the quality, or they've gone through the effort of going to a studio and getting it done there, and they physically have the product, and then they need to sort of make a decision: Am I just going to put this up on YouTube, and am I just going to put this up on SoundCloud? Because a lot of people have broken out and gotten. I guess you'd say famous on these different platforms like mm. Post Malone. That was just a SoundCloud thing. You know, I don't know if he put his stuff on other avenues, but that's what worked well for him. And there's a lot of uh, a lot there's of a lot of like SoundCloud that. rappers now, eh? Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, Spotify is currently dying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spotify is a gen. Well, it was a millennial thing. Mm. Uh, we were talking before about MySpace. We we're talking about um, you Tumblr. know. It all is yeah. like so. We're getting to the point where we're getting generations of social media, which is strange because you think yeah. that it's still pretty new. It's not because MySpace came out in two thousand and four, and if you want to look at that, that's almost twenty years ago. Yeah. So MySpace was an interesting platform because it actually launched mass 
amounts of careers because of the way it worked. Mm. It was brilliant for musicians because yeah. people would build pages. I don't know if you remember, but people build pages and then people could have a song play automatically when they'd go to their page. Mm. So people used to, it was like, it was kind of like an early version of what TikTok is when people use their sound. It was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Spotify and streaming services now are becoming old generation. They're, bec- they're, they're now becoming vintage, I guess. Mm. So um, the reason is that being is that <clears throat> as um, attention spans shorten yeah, mm. um, and you look at things like um, TikTok now it's like- music distribution company is yeah. basically a streaming service. Mm. It only operates out of China at the moment, but it is about to launch and it's going to be within the TikTok app. So you'll be able to register as TikTok Premium and you'll be able to stream the right. music from there. Oh, so you'll have to pay for TikTok. like No, 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 no. Oh, so it, it works on the same principle as Premium oh, okay. for Spotify or any of the other streaming services if you want to be able to do it without ads. Ah. Mm. But um, the the main problem with um, with that that the music discoverability is now coming through TikTok primarily. And funnily enough, Spotify and the general amount of music discoverability as well over things like Spotify and Apple Music. Mm. So people have to kind of start stop looking at dis- like their distribution solely using those um, uh, like the gateway things like right. DistroKid and TuneCore and all yeah, these places yeah. because even though that they can distribute your music to these places like Spotify and stuff, the only way that you can really get it discovered is if you somehow manage to get into a curated playlist, yes. which is next to near impossible. Right. If they're getting like 55,000 tracks an hour. That's very true. So um, whereas you can have um, rather than, say, music videos, you can instead of putting out one three-minute music video, you can have 58-second music videos. Mm. With with hook sections of your songs. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you can go out, shoot at a music video, but then split it mm. and then have it on and then people can use that audio because you'd yeah. be like, oh, here's a hook of my song, bit of visual. Um, actually, uh, there was a band in Brisbane, Wax, who I've played a few times. They um, used to work with a friend of mine. They've actually done that. Mm. So they've been just slowly bringing out sections of their songs, doing it that way because it means that people um, like a trailer – get a yeah. trailer constantly so it builds up the um oh, so they just get like a taste of like what yeah. it is yeah get that anticipation up that mm. yeah that really answers that question for me and i guess it's just adapting and evolving and trying to keep your ear to the ground on what the current you know changes are and what's coming up next and everything um what about as far as live goes because i know for myself um you know being a, a hip-hop vocalist um and performer it it can be difficult. I mean, I guess in any genre, it can be difficult to get yourself a start in the live scene as well. Mm. I mean, I know for myself, I basically just would go out and I'd enter myself um, in, say, some form of hip hop competition when I was younger to be like, say, a freestyle competition or a rap battle or something like that. Um, and then when I sort of changed and I, I was more focused on rather than the novelty of being able to pull off an improvised verse of being able to write actual substance. And then I wanted to showcase that to people. And all I could get was um, open mics. And when I'd approach other venues and go, hey, you know, I've done doing these open mics, I'm getting a really good reaction. I've got enough of a set list to get that I can do a performance and I think it would resonate well with the crowd and, I, you know, I just found it so difficult to get into anywhere. Well, the, the thing is, is what you've got to understand is that um, the best avenue for that is to put on your own shows. 
Mm. You mean like hire out a venue, advertise it? Well, most venues you can go up to them and say, look, I'll bring this amount of people and that's all you have to do. Mm. So if you went to somewhere and said, I want these three artists, and this is what I was talking about before when I was talking about AJ. Okay. You can grab a, you can have this collaboration of artists that you know that you can get together, do a couple of shows, and use, mm. all you have to do is say, I'll bring this, I guarantee I can bring this amount of people with these three artists to this show. Mm. And then, and then basically build on that, and you can build, you know, a hip hop community and then call it something. Yeah. Yeah, well, back back to Spotify. Like, apparently the because uh, I got a uh, and I got a mate that does the whole Spotify streaming stuff. Yeah, he was telling me he doesn't make much off of streams. God no. Yeah, apparently it's only like yeah, it's point zero zero nine cents per stream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's some ridiculous yeah. amount. Originally, that was so people wouldn't use Click Farms in order to gain revenue. Mm. Um. So it's, but again. I wouldn't care so much about Spotify streams. Again, we're yeah, talking yeah. about um, music should be free. Yeah. It should be the, you you know, talking about attention, you know, you should be able to give your music away for free like the model was back in the late 90s when everyone was like I was talking about yeah. System of Down and all these bands that I found through free music. And like they should just make money off like brand deals. and Yeah, and yeah. off concerts yeah, and merchandising. Yep, yep, and I get you. Yeah, 100%. But with mm. you, because of hip-hop, there's got to be there should be a community um like anyone if you're going to look at a model you want to look at country music mm. country music exists because they're able to create the community because they you know country music kind of been on the back foot as far as trying to get people from the younger generation to jump into it, it allows them to be more within a community so it's definitely popular now for sure well you look at um uh, what's that, uh, Savannah in the Round or whatever? I went to that last year, yeah. Okay. That was huge. Well, they all know each other. Right. They all know each other. You look at Talitha J, you know, Talitha J is playing this year, or might have been last year, I think she played. I saw her last year, yeah. Yeah, so she she, she knows everyone. Mm. So the good thing about Talitha, and I noticed today because she was at the at the um, at Passport to Ellie. Yeah. I've been noticed she does her marketing great. She, she's unlucky because obviously people aren't jumping on, on with her to do shows as much as that she'd like because she said that she had a bit of a break. But she's doing it right, like yeah. yourself, doing it right, getting out there, making because you know you you're a walking brand, being in right. front of your walking brand, that's what you want. Mm. But she knows everyone, yeah. So that's a that that being in that country that that's most um, things these days can learn from country music a way of being able to gain a community. Right. If you had a community of things where you could actually then do your own thing, because I've now secured the pop-up shows for what we're going to do for the station. Nice. I'm not telling anybody anything <laughs> <laughs> because there's a movie that I what that I like from the late 2000s, and it's called Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Have you ever seen that movie? No. It has Michael Cera in it, and there's this thing called um, Where's Fluffy. Now, if anyone wants to go and watch that movie, it's pretty awesome. It's just a, it's just a. Has that is that the one that's got the chick from Two Broke Girls? Yes, yes, I have seen that. <laughs> yes, so they spend all night running around trying to find this, trying to find this venue mm, where this band's playing. That's right. Yeah, and it's called Where's Fluffy. Well, the thing is, I'm not going to do that. But the whole thing is, is that um, I've been trying to find one venue that can do this mm. thing, and then I realized 
it needs to be at multiple places. Right. And that's what I've decided. But we decided that because of community radio, um, we can uh, enable to support artists by doing that. It's easy for us. We don't need to make money from it. Yeah. We just tell the venue, you keep all, and then we pay the artist this amount. You keep the rest. We don't want anything. But you get free marketing and everything through Cans FM, through all the videos and all the audio and that that will be streaming live. For- They're all like, that's great. Mm. Does win, nothing win. Yeah. but do promotion for Cairns FM as well. Yeah. So So it's just good all around, really. Yeah. yeah. One hand washes the other. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So all of a sudden this support network, because it's not based on money. If it was based on money, then people would not want to do it. Where's Fluffy? Mm. And that's the premise. It's just all it is is just gonna be promotion of artists and then the big ass youth festival at some point at the end of the year and at the start. Well, they they do say that uh, money is the root of all evil. Well, kind of, <laughs> it kind of is to a point. Yeah, but you've got to obviously everyone's going to live in, but there's only yeah, a certain yeah. amount. You know, there's, at some point you have to kind of expect that everything is more fun when money isn't involved. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was a big uh, introspective thing for myself as well. It was um, getting to that point where I knew a guy that was very talented and he stopped and I said, why'd you stop? And he said, I've reached this certain age. I'm not, if I haven't made it by now, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, make what? And he's like, make enough money and da 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 And I was like, is that why you're doing it? You yeah, know? Yeah. And then, then that forced me to look at myself and I'm like, do I have an expiration date on? And I was like, no, I'm going to do this as long as I enjoy doing it. No, and the thing mm. is, is that when, when it gets tainted, you know, um, when it gets tainted by the fact that all of a sudden it becomes an obligation. Right. Yeah. And, you know, me and Dylan have had this conversation because when Dylan came in, first came into the radio station, he was like, oh, you know, I'm going to make it and then you know, I'm going to get yeah, some coin yeah. and do it. And I'm like, dude. That's- no, but now yeah, now my sort of, I've sort of changed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you've got to realize that, you know, your brand is your brand. Yeah. But. Well, your brand is you. That's, yeah. yeah. That's well, that's right. why I'm looking at it. It's like the brand is me. That's. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done a lot. And I have a lot to be thankful for. Mm. I have a lot of skills that, that that will then be imparted onto else other people and all that sort of stuff. If mm. I can use that for to grade in the community, yeah, that's what we do. Mm. You know, include whether it's a art center or a festival, pop up shows or whatever. Mm. All that stuff is easy enough to do when you don't have to worry about money. Yeah, mm. don't worry about money, and you, you know, it can just be itself, and you just organize it, and then everyone it's just built for fun, only for fun, just yeah. built yeah, for yeah. fun. Then people can go have fun. People come to the pop up shows for the fact that it's just fun. Yeah, that's a very beautiful sentiment. Mm. Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> In saying oh. that, <laughs> I did the don too. You know. oh. Well, we got the horns. <laughs> you got it all going on. Uh, I had the originally had the horns. Um, I did those when you first come on the show. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's big, his thing. I feel like it suits him. Well, because me and Barry, we have these conversations where we feel like you know we're just like these old fat guys that you know. <laughs> and um, I, I realized that like, we needed to bring the horns in to kind of feel a bit, bit G. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, because I, I did it. You. I was so happy with myself the first time when we introduced when we introduced Pete, and I was like, "Oh yeah, here we go with the." <laughs> <Give it up." laughs> 
But it's been an amazing show with these boys. We've, we've talked all about the, all sort of crazy stuff. Definitely. Mm. And um, we've had uh, Dylan Bizzardi from the 270 show. Make yeah. sure to keep up because that will be podcastable as well here on yeah. Cairns FM. If you and, haven't got... Uh, go, go give me a follow on Facebook if you guys yeah. can. Yeah. Um, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. So we've got the 270 show. Um, yeah. The brand new Cairns FM website, which I personally did over the last couple of weeks <laughs> um, is, is it's beautifully changed make sure that you jump on there because you can actually add the Kens FM app to your home screen on your iOS or Android device so you no longer have to be mucking around with apps and mm. websites you can just stream Kens FM directly from that Convenience. app and you can also while you're streaming vote for our NQ um, top 20 which will all be top 20 by the end of next week yes. artists from around so you can listen to Kens FM whichever show you're listening to and vote at the same time on Beautiful. the same page. What more can you want? I know. Um, and also, uh, yeah, so if you want to make sure you jump on and check out Dylan's show because he'll, he'll be um, all sorts of topics and it's good that we've got some new youth blood in on the studio, which is really yeah. cool. for sure. Which is cool. <laughs> but I'd like to thank everyone for coming on tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. And have you enjoyed yourself today, Dylan? Yeah, man. I've had a very, very good evening and I've, you know, grateful. Grateful yeah. to be here. And you got to uh, meet a few people and you got to Yeah, meet. yeah. Got to put my name out there and, you know. And that's what it's all about. Present the show. Definitely. And, yeah. Now, uh, before we go, uh, we'll go a bit over time, but that's all right. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to, to quickly talk about the, the art. I, I, I keep forgetting who's on next week on the Passport to Early for Cairns. Do you know? I know Abby's on, um, Viv. Yep. And that's it. We know just Viv and Abby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were other people. I'm sure. I'm um, sure. Oh, there was the there was the uh, the that follower that come up to us, and he's on. Oh yeah. yeah, I can't remember his name, but um, it was very loud. He was talking. It was like it was. I, I forget which band it was on. It might have been Heifer Lump. They were quite uh, loud, and they yeah. were like, um, oh, here we go. Uh, so we got Katie. So we had the Katie Richards band Heifer Lump of that, and where's? Oh, hang on. Oh, they only put on today's one. Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll keep flicking through. Oh, oh they had Passport to Early in Newcastle, which is pretty cool. That was actually run by my friend Ads, which is pretty cool. He always asked me to come along to it, but um, um, I never got around to do it. I wish I could. I wish it was here, mm. but I, I can't seem to find it. There's too, there's too much going on at the moment, but mm. I'm I'm looking forward to it. it. There's a lot of heavy hitters. Yes. Um, I, in my in my head, it'll be. A lot more, um, hopefully a few more in the crowd than yeah. next week, I'm hoping. I'll yeah. definitely be there and I'm going to bring anyone that I can convince to come along with me. <laughs> you must come right now. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward bring to... Um, I'm actually looking forward to um, seeing Viv play. You haven't seen her perform live yet? I haven't oh. seen her play, no. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Um, yeah, which will be pretty cool. You know, I only got to meet her for the first time the other night. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, the other day when yeah, we were at the, yeah, yeah. At, the, at the thing, and I took a photo of her, and I, and I sent it. I sent a right. message to you saying, "Miss Fru- Mrs. Fruit Boy, <laughs> Mrs. Fruit Girl, or whatever." Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 been a good show, and I'd like to thank both of you for coming on. My and, pleasure. Um, um, yeah, you know, and uh, any time. Yeah, and we'll have to. You know, you should have a think. Um, have a think, bro. If you want to continue doing your show pre-recorded, you could just do it live, man. Yeah. I oh, look. I'm. You like the live, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I think you've, I think you've Instant me. conversion. Twist, yeah, <laughs> twisted my arm. 
Because it is, it is, is a lot easier. Yeah, oh, it's a lot simpler, lot cruisier. You know. Um, I look like I have it here. I'm just I'm flicking through. Hang on, where is it? Oh, here we go. I've got it. You've got it. So we've got Viv Icy. Is it Icy? It's Icy. Yeah. Icy. Yeah. Icy. Abby Mur. We've got Amber Farnan, who was supposed Amber, to give me her. Yeah. She was supposed to give me her new track to play tonight, and then just never got back to me. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, the Stevie Roberts band, Wasabi Barbie. Oh, PJ. Of course, PJ. How PJ. can I forget? I love PJ. Cactus Pearl. That's Pearl. Um, and the Declan Murray Brown. So that was the guy that we talked to just before uh, tonight. So. Yep, yep. And then we'll have the Bobby Maguire band play. So that'll be with nice. Bobby and, oh, and Chris yeah. and Talent. Well. Talent. He was very, yeah. he's very, he's a very kind man. Yeah. I like so. him. All right. Good I'm going to say goodbye to everyone. Thank you guys for coming on the show and spending your time coming in and talking and talking yeah. stuff and all that sort of thing. Definitely. And uh, make sure to check out. Go on to Spotify and all those places and check out MC Pirate, P-Y-R-I-T. Don't look for Fruit Boy, all right? <laughs> and um, stay tuned. I will be telling you um, any information that comes out when Dylan's 270 show will be released. So I'm Joel Devsky Devereux. I'd like to thank these boys for coming in. You'll listen to FNQ Originals. And next week will be pre-recorded, but I'll see you, uh, I think it's on the 28th. Mm. 20, I'm, I'm using my brain power here. 28th with Angry Piper who's an awesome singer-songwriter from uh, Tully. I'm really keen for her to be on the show. Um, Mm. But, yes, we'll speak to you next week here on FNQ Originals. FNQ Originals, showcasing the best music from around North Queensland, here on Ken's FM 89.1.